Okay, hey guys, what's going on? And welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle, wellness, productivity, and pretty much everything in between. My name is Hope if you're new, and I'm super excited that you're joining me today. We're going to be talking all about phone addiction and the role that phones really do play in our lives. I want to preface this by saying that I don't think that technology or phones are a bad thing, but I do think that we need to be very conscious and aware of how much time we spend on them. So for me personally, I definitely spend too much time on my phone up until this past week, this past month, where I had this revelation of, you know, how can I actually spend less time on my phone and more time doing things that maybe I will enjoy doing more. I think that it really is a struggle because we use our phones for so much. There's so much information on them. There's the dopamine that we get from scrolling on TikTok and all of that stuff I think is like an important topic to talk about. And that's what we're going to be going deeper into today. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and kick things off with our weekly segments. It was actually only this month that I started to do these weekly segments of something I'm loving, something I'm working on, and something I'm doing. And you guys seem to really like it. So we're going to continue on. Let's kick it off with something I'm loving. I have this area in my room where it's essentially like a craft corner mixed with an art corner mixed with like a junk drawer and it is a place in my home that I have not been able to really utilize to its full extent which I've always kind of felt guilty about. I have my old easel back there for when I was doing art pretty much like every single day and it's been an area of my living room that I really just wanted to clean out so I could start doing art again. And this week I actually finally bit the bullet and did it. I went in there with a trash can and just started getting rid of stuff, donating anything I could, and honestly it was just a lot of art supplies that were either entirely used up, but I have a thing with just wanting to keep it. I have a ton of glass bottles back there from things that I'm like, okay, I'll do a project with this one day. You know, like that type of stuff, that type of DIY things at home. So a lot of that stuff just collects and I have trouble organizing it all and keeping it all like clean. So I spent probably an entire day just organizing that this week. And now I've really been loving doing art every morning and every night. Art is honestly something that I've always enjoyed. My mom's actually an art teacher. And so I think that she really just instilled an appreciation for the arts in me. So I enjoy painting, making jewelry, all that stuff. And it's been nice to have a dedicated space in my room to do art. I think that there's something about that that makes it feel more special, more intentional. So that's definitely been something I'm loving. I have been enjoying doing it to like start my day off with a little bit of creativity or it's also a really great way to like wind down at night. So and I think what I really love about it too is it feels like reconnecting with another part of myself that I haven't in a while. So if you were a writer or you enjoy doing art or photography or anything like that, it doesn't have to be art related. If that was something you enjoyed at some point, I would encourage you to try to pick it back up even if you only have 10 minutes in a day. It really has made a positive impact on how I feel throughout the day because it's just something to look forward to and I think that having a creative outlet is always something that we should try and work towards. So that's something I'm loving lately. Something I'm working on is definitely my spending habits. I really started to track my spending last month after I realized I was spending a lot on small items because they were small. A good example of this is, you know how when you go in the Target, there's that dollar to $5 section at the very front? I, even if I did not need anything from there, would justify it to myself by saying, oh, it's only $5, whatever, and I would just get it. But then it was never something that I really needed. So I want to 
try and work on my spending habits and be more intentional with what I'm spending my money on because I'm definitely somebody who would spend as like a coping mechanism. Like if I'm not feeling good about myself, I'll get a new shirt, that type of thing. And I do shop a lot at thrift stores and everything like that. That's where a bulk of my clothing does come from. But it doesn't change the fact that $5 is still $5, whether it's a new shirt or, you know, a secondhand shirt. So it is something that I need to recognize more. So I've been working on that a lot. And I think that especially if you do go to a thrift store, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about but you'll see a shirt and it's like oh it's only $2.99 I'll just get it and even if I don't wear it it was it was only three dollars so I would do that often like every store I would go to I would justify these small purchases and honestly in the span of like a month or two months those small purchases really do add up so I've completely cut those from my spending and I focused on being a lot more intentional with my spending lately which I think is going to benefit me in the long run I've always been really good with saving and investing my money but those little small purchases really do get me and I'm not saying they're not always justified but it's like those things that you don't really need I think you guys know what I'm talking about but they're just honestly they're impulse purchases and I also struggle with that a lot on Amazon like late night scrolling online shopping type thing where you just buy things on an impulse because it's late at night and you just kind of saw something you liked so something that I've been doing to help combat that is I created a monthly budget tracker my boyfriend actually created it for me because he's more like crafty with Excel um, so I've been tracking all my expenses in there and there's a graph that he put in there for me where I can actually see what I'm spending my money on. So, okay, am I spending a lot of money on my, you know, self-care this month, on gifts, on, you know, home items, anything like that. So that monthly budget has been really helpful for me to keep track of what I'm spending and then to help combat the whole impulse purchases thing. I have given myself like a waiting period before I buy something. So I use the Reminders app. I have an Apple iPhone, so I use the Reminders app on there and I have a shopping list on there where I basically write down anything that I want to get and then I set a reminder for a week from then. So if I, it's like Tuesday when I'm recording this and if I say I saw something that I wanted and I was like, okay, I want this new hat or this new shirt or something, I will write down what it is on the reminders app and then set a reminder for a week from now and that's basically my waiting period to see if okay this is something that I actually really want something I need or it's something that I wanted in the moment and I ended up not wanting it later on but yeah I would really recommend starting your own monthly budget and then setting up something to help you work on your impulse control and doing both of those things has really helped me with my spending habits and everything like that and last but not least something I'm doing is setting timers when I work I've been working in 25 minute increments with five minute breaks and I think it's really been working for me. This is something that I've been doing for a really long time, but I go through phases of it working for me and it not working for me. So I really do think it just depends on like my mood in the moment, but there is the, I think it's pronounced like Pomo Focus. I'll, I'll link it in the description, but it is a fantastic timer because it does all the work for you. You can set like tasks and everything like that in there if you're trying to work on specific projects. This isn't sponsored or anything, but I actually really do love that website and I use it all the time. You could also just set a timer on your phone, but I think that there's just something special about having a designated timer for your work sessions. And then to kind of complement that, I've also been lighting a candle when I start work. I saw a TikTok and it was like, if you light a candle at the beginning of your work session and then blow it out when you're done, you are more inclined to feel more productive and get your work done when you light that candle the next time. So I've been doing that and setting timers and I feel like doing that 
that has really helped me be more productive with the time that I do have. I've really been trying to narrow down on how much time I spend working and instead focus on the quality of work because I feel like sometimes you could be sitting down at your computer for an hour but you only really get 30 to 40 minutes of hard work in. That other 20 minutes gets, you know, it gets filled with distractions, it gets filled with notifications and just random emails that pop up. So I've really been focusing on that too and setting timers has really helped me with focusing in on the task at hand and not switching around to everything on my to-do list. But that's it for our weekly segments. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know on Instagram something you're loving, something you're working on, and something you're doing. You can DM me. I'm curious to see what's going on in your guys' lives as well. Okay, so before we can really get into today's topic, I need to explain to you guys what my relationship with my phone looked like prior to me trying to work on it. And if this sounds like you, then maybe you need to work on your relationship with your phone and that's what I hope to help you with today. So I am definitely someone who will spend too much time scrolling on TikTok and on Instagram. It is a little bit too easy for that to happen to me. I will pick up my phone during dead times where I'm like just sitting on the couch. I'll pick up my phone to scroll while I'm watching a Netflix show. So it's like double the stimulation. I think that it's just something where when I look back at my life, I don't want to feel like I spent too much time on my phone and that's currently where I feel like I am at. I've also realized that when I am on my phone or I finish with like a scrolling session, even if it's just like 10 minutes on TikTok, I realize that I have more difficulty focusing. I find it harder to actually start my work because scrolling on TikTok was so much easier. I think that there's a lot that goes into it, but that's kind of what my relationship with my phone looked like. I felt like my mind was always jumping around from one topic to the next. Like I said, like I would literally scroll on TikTok while watching a Netflix movie. Like it was one of those things where I felt like I had to be doing something at all times and scrolling on my phone or checking my email or something like that would fill that time and it would make me feel like I was doing something. And then of course there's the endless hole that is social media. Doom scrolling is super, super real and I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with. So I know that there are some like Saturday or Sunday mornings where I know that I should probably get up and, you know, go read or go outside or go hang out with my family or my friends. But instead, I'll literally just lay in bed for an extra hour or two hours just on my phone doing whatever. And honestly, I never viewed it as a problem because I was like, oh, I don't do this every day and stuff like that. But then when I look back on the days where I didn't do it and I didn't go on my phone right away in the morning and I instead went out to breakfast with my friends or anything like that, I do think that it made a difference in how I felt that day, which is why I think it's so important for us to address our relationships with our phones because they do end up impacting the rest of our lives. So you've identified the fact that you want to change your relationship with your phone, how you're working with your phone right now is not working out for you. It's not healthy. It's not sustainable. For me, I think my tipping point was when I realized that I had spent like 10, 11 hours on my phone one day and I was like, okay, like this is ridiculous. What am I even doing during those hours? And the scary thing was, was that when I looked back, I could barely even tell you what I did. Given that I do work on my phone, so I understand that some of that time is going to come from that, but obviously that's a lot of time to be spending on your phone no matter what, so it was just something that I wanted to fix, and then it was time to address the problem. And if I'm being real with you guys, I feel like I literally tried everything. I mentioned that I read that book about how to break up with your phone, and it, it's obvious from that book that a lot of people do struggle with this. So, I mean, I've tried all of the things that they tell you to do. You can put your phone in a different room. You can set up a do not disturb function and so forth. And 
not that those things didn't work, but they weren't really permanent fixes for me. So like I would put my phone in a different room, but I would last like an hour and then I'd be like, oh, I should probably check my messages. So I'd go and check my messages and then I would end up going on Instagram or whatever. And what I really realized was that nothing I was doing was actually addressing the main problem. And that problem was that I used my phone as a crutch to get through the day. I've used my phone as a distraction when I'm sad, as fulfillment when I wanted to laugh, and so forth. My phone honestly became a source of anything and everything that I needed, and that's why it was so difficult to stop using it. And again, I just want to reiterate the fact that it's not that our phone is the problem, it's the fact that we have very little boundaries with them. So I think the fact that you can look up anything you want on Google on your phone is incredible. And it's insane that we have that type of innovation. But it's also important that we disconnect from our phones, disconnect from social media, and spend time actually living our lives in a more physical way. And that's something that's been really important to me. So I really was just looking for a solution that would work for me and actually stick. It was actually this month that I came to this realization. And honestly, it's already made such a big difference. So that's why I'm like here sharing it with you. One day I was literally just scrolling on TikTok and nothing really felt entertaining. Videos weren't really holding my attention and I realized that I was experiencing boredom, which honestly came as a bit of a shock. Up until this point, my phone was honestly my main source for entertainment and I rarely felt like I was ever gonna get bored of consuming this never-ending stream of content. After scrolling for probably about an hour, I just stopped. I wasn't getting anything from my phone anymore and honestly, it was a little bit of a weird sensation. I've never once associated the feeling of boredom with my phone. If anything, my phone was the solution to boredom. You know, like you're standing in line or you're, you know, waiting waiting at a doctor's appointment, to fill that sense of silence, to fill that boredom, you go on your phone and you find entertainment and you find things to fill your mind with. So for me, when I sat there and I realized that I was feeling bored when on my phone because of my phone and not because of anything else, that's what really was like an oh aha moment for me. And I just found it super interesting because my phone was never something that would cause boredom for me. My phone was something that would fix boredom. So for example, like when you're waiting at your doctor's office and you have like probably 20 minutes to kill, you're bored and you go on your phone and you find entertainment. Well, this was like the opposite. I honestly had a pretty free day ahead. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to spend some time scrolling on TikTok and whatnot. So I did that. And ultimately I reached a point where I was like, wow, this is really boring. And it was probably one of the first times I had ever attached that feeling of boredom to my phone in a very direct sense. I said to myself like, okay, I'm on my phone right now. This usually entertains me, but now it's making me feel bored. And there's a huge conversation to be had about overstimulation and everything that goes on with our brains in regards to social media and really just how fast paced everything has become. But I realized in that moment that feeling bored of my phone was what was going to lead me to break the habit of using it so much. And I'm trying to think of another example for you guys. And the only one that's really coming to my mind is running. So imagine if you went on a run and then you realize that running was actually making you exhausted and you started to associate a negative feeling and a negative emotion with running. The next time somebody says, hey, let's go on a run, your body and your mind are going to remember that negative emotion, that negative feeling, and they're not going to want to go on a run. I don't even know if this makes sense, but literally what I felt like happened to me was I developed that feeling of boredom and it was a negative emotion towards my phone. 
And it looked like what had happened was that I had finally gotten bored of scrolling. Content felt dull and no TV show or movie really interested me anymore. I think that that was also really weird as well because I've always been somebody who will just play a TV show or a YouTube video in the background just for like background noise or background entertainment and whatever. But even that felt boring to me. And I think it was my first time ever really looking at content as boring. And after I associated that negative feeling towards it, I just stopped wanting to do it. And the craziest part was that the less I used my phone, the less I wanted to in the future. So really what the cycle looked like for me was I got bored of my phone, I associated a negative emotion with my phone, and then I stopped wanting to pick it back up. People say all the time that you need to replace bad habits with good ones, and I do think that that does work, but getting yourself away from the bad habit can be really tough, especially when it feels good. Your brain loves the dopamine that your phone gives you, but when I started to look at my phone through a lens of boredom and a lens of negative emotion, I stopped wanting to be on it. And now I feel more creative, more energized, and less attached to my phone than I ever have before. And I'm actually really curious to know if there have been any studies done on this, and I'm probably going to do a little bit of research on it for, you know, the rest of the week, just look into it when I have time. But I honestly feel like the boredom is what drove me to not want to be on my phone anymore. And I think that what this really taught me is how powerful our brains can be and how they can actually help us break habits without us even knowing it. So I wanted to break the habit of scrolling on my phone so much. I wanted to spend less time on my phone and more time doing things I really, really enjoy. And ultimately what ended up being that like breaking point for me was the fact that my phone just started to feel boring. I think that up until that point, I had always said, okay, like I'm gonna see something new on TikTok. I'm gonna see something new on Instagram. It's gonna be a new TV show. There's gonna be a new movie to watch. And then I just stopped wanting to see what was new out there. And again, this might be a really straightforward concept and maybe you've felt bored of your phone before, but it's just never really stuck. I think that the main thing that helped me break my phone addiction was associating a negative emotion to it. Because up until that point, my phone had always been a source of positive emotion. You know what I mean? Like, even if it wasn't a direct positive emotion, it was, okay, I'm bored, I go on my phone, I'm entertained, I'm, you know, more fulfilled, whatever. When I started to look at my phone as, okay, I'm going to go on that phone and instead of feeling creative and inspired, I am going to feel bored. That's really what ended up sticking with me and that's how I've been able to bring my screen time down from 10 hours a day down to two. And that's two hours with the work that I need to do on my phone. So honestly, it's probably only maybe 30 minutes or so that I'm spending on my phone for pleasure. And then I really do think that it ends up working like a cycle effect. So you're not on your phone, so you find other things to do with your time. For me, I started doing a lot more art this week. And then you end up almost replacing scrolling on your phone with whatever new hobby that you want to replace it with. So this week, I really want to challenge you to go on your phone for as long as it takes until you feel a sense of boredom. Maybe even sit and watch the same video again and again until it feels boring. Attach that feeling of boredom to your phone and just see what happens. I told my friend about this and she ended up trying it and said that it worked for her as well, which is why I'm hoping that it's going to work for some of you guys out there as well, because I do think that attaching that negative emotion to your phone is what ultimately led to me not wanting to be on it anymore. 
And I'm not a scientist, so I don't know if it'll work for you the way it did for me, but the emotions we link to our phones are what drive us to continually want to use it. If we start to associate a more negative feeling with our phones, like boredom, we might just be able to break that bad habit and stop spending so much time on them. All right, guys, that's all I have for today's podcast, but I really, really hope that you enjoyed it. I also hope that you're able to take some steps to breaking your phone addiction the way that I did this month, and I think that it's going to be really beneficial for all of us to make strides in that direction. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could rate it over on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It really does just help get this podcast out to more people who could benefit from the message as well. If you guys have any questions or comments or anything like that, you can DM me over on Instagram. It's at lifewith.hope. It's going to be linked in the description as well. If you want to check it out, message me on there. I always get back to you guys. Thank you again for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. It means the world to me. And I'll talk to you all next week on Onwards and Upwards.